0: Welcome to the Stronger Us podcast, a podcast designed to help you build a stronger relationship with your spouse, your family, and your God. My name is Kenneth Cruz. I'm the assistant pastor here at Lighthouse Ministries, and I'm joined by Pastors Jared and Mandy Davis. We've been discussing God's design for marriage, His original plan from creation to provide relationship or companionship. Uh, that's exclusive to the marriage, and today we're going to look at marriage being a lifelong relationship as well as a covenant relationship. Pastor Jared, what are some thoughts about that?
1: Thank you, Brother Kenneth. Um, so yeah, we're we're you know digging a little bit deeper into seeing uh, marriage through the right lens. And uh, I don't really feel like that you can do this without talking about marriage being a lifelong relationship, uh, because there's so much in the Bible that, that you know, lets us know that this is not temporary. Right. Um, Mignon McLaughlin said, a successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person. That's good. And uh, so love that. Matthew chapter 19, verse 6 is, is uh, where we're going to pull our scripture from, we're going to go to to Romans 7, 2 as well. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh, that therefore, what, or I'm sorry, what therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And then the one in Romans says, for the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth. So we see that this is uh, in God's eyes something that should not be looked at as temporary. It's something that's definitely um, a lifelong relationship that God has has uh, joined together. And I think probably one of the biggest reasons for this is because you know again our marriages uh, really are the closest union. Uh, on earth to what God, uh, you know, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Ghost, had, he said, be one as we are one. And what, what does that really, you know, if, if it's temporary, what does that, what does that picture for the rest of the, you know, the world whenever they look at us? Uh, so I think that's important for us to go into marriage with that mentality. Um, Fawn Weaver said, marriage is, Uh, basically defining marriage. Love is the reason. Lifelong friendship is the gift. Kindness is the cause. Till death do us part is the length. That's awesome. So I I really like that. Mandy?
2: I think that it just bears repeating here over and over and bringing attention to that there are going to be times Whenever in your marriage, you cannot stand the other person for that moment in time. But that does not mean that your marriage is over. That does not mean (laughs) that. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that is something that, um, you know, young people have this sort of illusion of marriage that. They're going to be in love with this person at all times, and even through controversy, they're going to be able to do controversy well, and they're going to get through things because they're they always have each other. Well, the brass tacks of it is if you don't learn how to do controversy well, you're not going to know how to do controversy well. Right. So get it's out a, it's there. A fair,
1: it's a fairy tale, you know, type type of marriage that they're coming into. It's a misconception, mm-hmm. you know, of you know I'm going to live happily ever after. And right. I read in a book one time where it talked about that being, you know, just a, a misconception of marriage. And they yeah. we come into that with the wrong kind of expectations.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. And especially women, because we have our own preconceived notions about things. And, and men are pretty much it's kind of brass tacks. They kind of put things in boxes and put them away and they can put things away in their mind. But women, everything affects everything. And so and plus we have this whole notion of it's going to be a happily ever after like you said and we're going to have this whole um, fairy
1: tale the
2: fairy you know, tale yeah. thing that that's what we life. always have dreamed of for our, the whole of our life and we'll have the big white dress and all of these things but if we don't learn how to do marriage we're not going to know it does not come we are not born with that knowledge and I
1: think too that a lot of a lot of the problems in marriage can be taken care of and I don't say taken care of but they you can see them coming better if you do some uh, marriage counseling before yeah. you get married. So that way you can kind of do, you know, have some expectations. Uh, there's some some stuff out there uh, that you can actually take. Right now, media's got some things. Uh, your pastors, I'm sure, have got some good recommendations. But I think that that's important before you get into marriage to kind of see what's coming before you get there.
2: Right. It's it's always good to prepare yeah. For something that you know is going to happen, you know conflict is going to happen in marriage. You yeah, know, like different finances,
1: things. right? Right, so you that's, know, that's all of these things are going to be an issue yeah.
2: in marriage.
1: So, learn how to do it before you get right. into it. Learn how to help do it before you get
2: into it. Help you, mm-hmm. it.
1: Help you with that lifelong relationship right. to make it easy. And it's
2: never too late, right.
1: never too late. Yeah.
0: Anything lifelong is going to take work, and um, there's going to be problems along the way. But you don't have to have the same problem along the whole way. Right. So you're going to have to, you know, the first decade deal with some issues, then some more problems will come up. And it it doesn't mean it's a bad relationship. It just means you're working together.
2: Exactly. And
0: you've got to be committed to that
1: lifelong side of it. Right. Yeah. That's really good. So marriage, uh, being a lifelong relationship, there's a sub point that we have underneath uh, this point today that I feel like is important to bring out. Um, this lifelong relationship with you and your spouse, is inten- it is the intended context for raising children. And I think that that's really something that—the reason why that we put such a, a big priority on marriage uh, is because that's what God intended us to raise our children yeah. in, yeah. is a lifelong relationship— right. And I know that there's probably some people that are going to be listening to this, that you, you you don't have a lifelong relationship with your, you know, maybe with your first spouse or whatever, but wherever you're at right now, you know, you need to put that work in yeah, right. because, exactly. because your right. children, uh, they need stability in their life. Yeah. And, and this is so vital Malachi chapter two, verse 15. Uh, I'm going to read, uh, these couple of verses, uh, out of the new King James version, just so they're easier easier to understand. But did he not make them one, having a remnant of the Spirit? And why one? He seeks godly offspring. That's really good. You know, it's important for us to to put a priority on marriage because it is, it is the foundation for family. And really, families are the foundation of our churches right. and the churches are the foundation of our nation. And so, right. mm-hmm. you know, it all kind of comes down to the marriage and how important it is. First Corinthians seven fourteen says for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. So again, bringing priority back to the spouses, back to that marriage of you helping each other and sanctifying you know each other um, to be able to have that foundation that you need.
2: Right. I agree. Absolutely. Just the foundation to always go back to that. Jared always talks about a triangle to where when we both try to please each other in a relationship, in a marriage... It's not gonna work because honestly, what I want from Jared today may not be what I want from him tomorrow because we as humans we're fickle and no, no, I don't want that anymore. No, I want this. I feel differently today than I did yesterday. So that's always going to fail whenever we try to please each other. But if we both collectively, as a unit, try to please God, yeah. then and. Ultimately, we're going to please each other because we're pleasing God.
1: Right, because he's the only
0: thing perfect right. in our yeah, marriage. He is. Yeah. I was reading in a book recently uh, by Robert Lewis. He has a lot of good resources um, for raising sons in particular. But he was talking about his parents, um, and he didn't have a great relationship with his father but at the towards the end of his father's life, one of the things he saw as a positive in that relationship was the fact that his mom and dad, even though their relationship wasn't perfect, they stayed together the entire time of their of their marriage and his growing up years, and he thanked them for that uh, just because. Of what that means, that lifelong relationship, what it means to the kids yeah. to the con- in that context of right. raising your children. Even if mom and dad aren't perfect, there's still that stable relationship and presence there um, that helps, right. that God intends in the context of raising our kids. Uh, we want to try to be as perfect as we can, yeah. obviously. Right. Sure. But um, the fact of that lifelong Relationship being the context of raising kids, I just think that is so important for us to recognize.
1: Yeah, that's great. I can't remember who it was, and I and the name that comes to mind is Zig Ziglar, but I, I'm I'm not really sure about that. But uh, some one of one of the you know great orators, and I, I you know for me to to put a name on it, I feel like you know I should have looked it up before. Yeah. But But um, but this just came to mind. The son asked him, his son asked him, what do you, uh, you know, like most about me? And the son looked at him and said, the way you love my mom. Wow, that's powerful. And, you know, I think, I think that is very powerful because it shows how much that it means to yeah. those kids. Yeah. So, again, you have to put a priority on marriage uh, because your family that is the intended yeah. you know, relationship. That's the that's the stability of the family. Right. And uh, so right, very important. All right. So that brings us to our next point, which is marriage is a covenant relationship. So we've talked about it being a lifelong relationship. Now it's a covenant relationship. Uh, I guess you could say as opposed to a contract or a piece of paper yeah, or right. just kind of looking at it as something like that. Covenant, I guess, would would be considered another level of commitment you know, you have a contract or you have, you know, other commitments that you make, but whenever you make a covenant, it's, it's, it brings that commitment to another level. And I think that we can look through, especially the old Testament through the covenants that were in the old Testament Mm -hmm. and see what kind of priority that God himself puts on covenants, you know, with the covenants that he had with Israel and and with uh, some of the fathers, you know, uh, of Israel, Abraham, Abraham, yeah. Uh, So I think that that's important, but here's, here's an, here's something I really want to bring out. I'm going to read a few scriptures. and I want to bring it together, but Malachi chapter two, verse 14 says, yet ye say, wherefore, because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion, the wife of thy covenant. So, I want to look at this scripture and and bring out something here that I think is vital for us to understand. Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth.
2: Right.
1: So I, I, I feel like that this union and this covenant that's being made is not just between the husband and the wife, right. mm-hmm. but God is in this covenant right, as well. Right. And I, man, if we could start thinking about marriage in that way mm-hmm. with that kind of priority of, wow, this is not just a covenant that I have with my wife, but this is a covenant that I have with my God. God yeah. between thee and my wife, the Bible says. So that to me is vital. The union of marriage is more uh, uh, than just a covenant or a relationship or a commitment between you and your wife. But it also represents your covenant and commitment between you and your God. Right. So when you look at the word covenant, you see words like alliance or constitution or ordinance or pledge. I mean, these are this is a pretty big concept that yeah, we need to wrap our mind around. So Proverbs two seventeen. 17, uh, when you read Proverbs 2, it's the subject of adultery. And uh, it starts out with talking about adultery and and talking about the male figure. And then it moves to to the female figure, somewhere around verses 15 or 16. And in verse 17, we read this. It says, which forsaketh the guide of, now keeping in mind, we're talking about adultery, a woman who's committing adultery, forsaketh the guide of her youth. And then listen to this, what it says and forgetteth the covenant of her God. Right. Yeah. So again, that points back to God being part of that covenant. Right, right. Sure. And good. so in verse 17, the Lord brings out that the covenant was broken, that that covenant that was broken was broken between this woman and her God. Yeah. Yeah. So again, looking at that mm-hmm. uh, as putting right. a higher priority, it's not just a commitment, it's not just a piece of paper, it's not just a contract, Right. but it's a covenant between right. God.
0: And uh, just thinking about how we're going to go back to creation here, Adam and Eve, God didn't create Adam and then options. He gave her, he gave Adam one option for one person. It was Eve. And even though they didn't have a preacher to marry them and stuff, they still had a covenant relationship because God was in that. God created that. And so we got to see our relationship with our spouse um, in that, in that same light that this is a covenant between not just like you said, pastor, uh, me and my spouse, but me and my God yeah. as well. I looked up some things about, about divorce earlier. And, um, one of the, the highlights of the stats I found was the fact that marriage has become more optional. I think it's because people don't want to enter into a covenant
1: relationship. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that when we look, you know, at this um, lesson in general, yeah, we can sum it up to, you know, just learning to be faithful and yeah. learning to be faithful to our spouse. By doing that, we're being faithful to our God. By doing that, you know, being faithful with our spouse, we're being faithful to our family. You see all mm-hmm. of the ties yeah, together. Right. So this, again, is vital. And I want to end off with uh, saying something, and I'll pass it back to you, Brother Cruz. But um, George Wood's mother, Elizabeth, stated this, when we stand before God, we won't ask us. I'm sorry. He won't ask us if we've been successful He'll ask us if we've been faithful. That's good. And so, again, I feel like that God puts a very high priority on faithfulness. A lot more than what we probably think. Right. You know, so.
2: Absolutely. I feel like that sometimes it's very daunting to people. Marriage is very daunting to people. So they're all, I've heard several people say, well, don't you think that, you know, to young people engaged or wanting to get married around 20, 25, between 20 and 25, which would be in this day and to age, a young age to get married, according mm-hmm. to some people. Well, why don't you just try living together for a little while just to see if you like it, you know, and then get married. And I think that basically they have shied away, like Brother Kenneth said, they've shied away from that covenant because they're, they're afraid to make that covenant. Yeah. And it just is, it's the world in which we live in but I also, I mean, it's just something that we all are going to face. Even with my own kids, um, there are people that I've said, well, don't, don't wait to get married. I mean, you know, why don't you just wait to get married? Uh, you know, wait till you're around late 20s, maybe early 30s to where you really know if you like, you know, like this person. Just live with them for a while. And, and you know, you just hear people say that. And it's because they don't want to make that commitment.
1: Yeah. People have a hard time being faithful. Right. You know, to, to really a lot of things. It's not just in marriage, but they're against, yeah, they do.
2: They do like options. But I think that, um, it, the fact that it's daunting to them, I, I just think that it's like a whole big, huge increment that they're, they're, they're looking at. And I think it's the whole will of the Lord. Sometimes it's in similarity of the will of the Lord, whenever people say, well, what is the will of the Lord for your life? What's the will of the Lord for your life? Well, you know, sometimes we don't know a whole 20 year itinerary for the will of the Lord for our lives, but here's what we do. We do the will of the Lord for today. Mm -hmm. And when we look back 20 years, we will have done the will of the Lord for the last 20 years. Same thing in marriage. Well, you know, I don't know exactly exactly all of these things that are lined out yes we do need to discuss all of these things yes we do need to be prepared for all of these things but we also need a happy a happy medium and say you know what can i serve my spouse today yeah. because i think so many things so many times we look at it as oh, i need to be better than this and she needs to be better than this and he needs to be better than this and we are not going to make it because we are not winning. And and we just got in a fight the other day and said up to one o'clock in the morning and blah, blah, blah. What am I doing today that can serve my spouse and that can contribute towards the end goal? Yeah. yeah. Which is to have a happy and healthy marriage mm-hmm. yeah. and happy and healthy family. So am I doing something today that's going to contribute towards that? Because if I'm not, you're not going to have a happy marriage. You're not going to have a healthy family if we are not striving for that on a daily basis and adding that to our daily schedule to work towards that.
0: Well, that concludes our podcast for today. We hope that you can join us next week as we look at the subject that's going to be kind of sensitive, not really explicit, but we're just going to be talking about the exclusiveness of the sexual relationship within the context of marriage. So we hope that you make some plans to join us. Until then, God bless and have an awesome week.